How often do you eat cold bacon? Oh, this is a great question. I don't eat cold bacon. Okay, but is it a problem to eat cold bacon? I, Alex, I never said it was a problem. You said it was weird. Cheers to episode 91. 91. Elijah Craig whiskey. Wow. What's in it? Any mixers? We a know you can't do that by itself. A splash of water. Like a like a dribble. Like a, like a full cup. Full cup of water. Splash of Elijah Craig. No, That's how Grant does it. It's less than a shot of whiskey. I did not want to drink tonight because I drank that on Friday and Saturday, but Mr. Gillen will not listen to our show unless someone gets drunk. He said that in the very beginning, so he I'm has doing said that. that actually before. He encourages yeah. alcoholism. I'm yep. doing the opposite of I have liquid IV in this bad boy. So second one today? Uh no, my first. Okay. Mm. I have uh, nothing. Just a empty coffee cup. This is might be the I'm first trying time. Trying to drink less. This might be the first time you've had nothing. No. Ninety one shows might. deep. Not even water. Be. Yeah, I just simply don't want to get back up and go grab something. Fair. Wow. Welcome in everyone as you're listening to the number one sports podcast in the state of Michigan. The best place to get your sports laughs off and your analytics and actual analysis of your teams. It is October third, Monday. It is about to turn eight PM. And the three of us now. are suiting up for the Lions defense this weekend. We're traveling to Foxborough to lock down and fix the secondary. Um, We're playing in the secondary. Yeah. I'm playing nose tackle. I keep playing that. You're getting blown <laughs> off the ball. I'm going under legs. Cole Strange is going to eat you for lunch. I think I, I could play guard, in the secondary. I think I could guard Hunter Henry. He's not that fast. He's got one ACL. Oh, yeah. Give like, me that. I could, be, I I'm could just run with Hunter him. Henry. I could be with him. I'm not saying he's not going to body me and destroy me, but I could run with him. He's I'm slow. I, that I don't think he's fast. Said. Yeah, but he's an NFL athlete, Alex, and I am clearly in the opposite direction of that. Um. Yeah, there's nothing I can do to help this defense as bad I'll, as they are. And there's nothing any of us can do to help. Just this tackle defense. Chris Carson. I'll take Chris uh, Carson. I Here's an idea, Alex. Chris, Chris Carson? Carson? Who? Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. Oh my God, dude! Not even Rashad Chris Penny. Rashad Penny. Yes, okay, that's who it is. We got there. That's who it is. Rashad Penny would roll me over like a the bowling ball. Um, he is. How about on a any boot action? You just stay home and trust your keys instead of diving so far inside that every single tight end is open. Man, I might be able to pull that off once. I think I would trust my keys. I'll trust my keys against the Patriots. Oh my God, I'm just gonna stay home. And I actually saw to hold my ground. You would have to. You would play so inspired that you, you <laughs> if you're on defense for the Detroit Lions, you have to play so inspired because you're facing Matt Patricia. Yes. Yeah, true. Every single, we actually could help this team this week. Every single positive yard that we give up, it just proves how good of a coach Matt Patricia was. And I've seen Bailey Zappi in person, so I did a self-scout at Western Kentucky. Oh, I know his tendencies. <laughs> I know what he likes to do with the football. Dude, we're on it. I he think the Lions... The Lions but Andre Stevenson and Damian Harris would kill us. Well, that's what oh, our yes. front seven is for. <laughs> the Lions organization <laughs> held Matt Patricia back from calling offense and defense. Yeah, what a bad move. 
Should have made him GM as well while they were at it. Should have oh, made him owner. Um, this week's show, we're going to get into weekly check-ins, some Game of Thrones talk, um, and then we have Detroit, Seattle, MSU, Maryland, Michigan, Iowa as your recaps this week, and then we have Michigan, Indiana, Michigan State, Ohio State. Ugh. Big big game. Detroit, nope. New England, revenge We don't game. have to talk about Michigan State anymore. As your previews. I'd like to. I have some good questions for you guys. Okay. You can um, talk about them. We also have a couple of listener questions to work in as well. So, um, with all that being said, let's dive in. Oh, before that, at Shot of MS everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, all the social accounts, and then Apple, Spotify, YouTube, how to listen to this show. Pick any of them. Doesn't really matter as long as you give it a listen. Okay. Weekly check-ins. Evan, oh. how was your week this past week uh, leading up till now? We recorded what, last Wednesday? Feels right. Yep, Tuesday, I think. I say yes every time because we do this every week. I don't know. I don't remember. No, no. F- Beep. Uh, <laughs> um, weekend went to the berm. Watched an all-you-could college football buffet. I went to Alex's. Did you just call the berm is the berm is the, my crib. The when did the berm become a thing? I kind of like it's that. Birmingham. We should Birmingham, roll with that. Right? I, I think berm, I just, the, you just invented it now. The berm. The berm. Yeah. We're rolling with that. Um, hung out with some friends. Hung out with Mint Money. Half of Mint Money, I should say. Um, Did you make any and, money with Mint and Money? And Benny V. No money um, was made. No. Money Actually, was Actually, like, I think everyone well, lost money. The sports that was gambling. Sports well, made money. I didn't lose any money. I'm basically just giving them money. Um... <laughs> Sunday, just watching terrible, terrible. Oh, God. Sunday was so miserable. Why? I had a good Sunday. It was miserable. You're just sitting there watching your NFL team just getting run up. But you're happy about that. It's just proven to me that we need a high draft pick. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Evan, can I tell you something that's going to tickle you? (sighs) Is Cooper Cup scoring 80 points tonight? No, unrelated to the game tonight. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> then it won't tickle. <laughs> but I like where your mind's at. Uh, I started looking at the 2023 big boards and mock drafts today. Yes. Yep. Yeah. First look. It's always draft season. Always yep. draft season. Never too early. Um, yeah, basically, yeah, this is like, how do we get Will Anderson? We trade our two first-round picks and we move up. Um, I think we need depth. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, terrible idea. You're having a terrible Sunday. I'm having a terrible Sunday. Hopefully, Daniel Smith well. is looking like a Hall of Famer. Yep. And fantasy, I am getting just destroyed. 200 points put up on it. <laughs> That's just devastating. I, it really I am is. going to score the second highest mo- amount of points in our league this week. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to lose by like 50. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not even going to have a chance to win. That's no. the worst part. No. He had 160-some points, and Patrick Mahomes still hadn't played yet. You played Lions defense today in fantasy. That's what your team did. You played like the Lions on defense. Couldn't stop a soul. Gave up 200 Everyone points. just scored a touchdown. Um, Multiple. Yeah, Nick Chubb had a bad, bad week for Ben, and Nick Chubb had 118 yards on the ground and, and a touchdown. He scored like 18 <laughs> points. That's a bad day for him. You got Nick. TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, 39 points from their tight end. Um, other than that, I mean, nothing too, too, too exciting. Um, big game tomorrow, home game. 
Yep. First God of the season. Damn, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm super <laughs> nervous too. Oh, and you might have some people there. Oh yeah, we we're gonna have scouts there. Um, ben and Cody and, might make an appearance at that football game. <laughs> I, I can't. Wow. And shout out to the random kid um, that passed me today and said, "Hey, man, nice podcast." Really? Yeah. That gotta make you feel good. It did. Made me chuckle. Made me smile. I was like, "Wow." Is he on the team? No. This Oof. was at work, Alex. Oh, oh wow. We're international. Yes. What work are we talking? You have like several employments. Uh, my main one, Alex. Oh, we don't want to talk about that. Where do you work on the podcast? I don't care. I work at the high school. So shout out whoever that high schooler was. You didn't know who they were? I didn't know who it was. Well, that's said, hey, balls. man, nice podcast. And I said, thank you. <laughs> so I started on Monday morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, so shout out. First home game, 415, Indian Stadium. Be there. And shout out Varsity, 6-0. They're going to the playoffs. And probably what I'm considering the biggest game in Decomsey football history since the fall of 2013. So the second biggest game in Tecumseh no, football history Evan, then? Correct. That can't be right. The biggest game since the, Yes, it is, Grant. What game was what game are you referring to? I'm what are the two games? None of your to? games were that important, I can tell you that. Correct. I'm referring That's not to true. <laughs> they weren't on this level of a I six and team. I didn't play in the game, but hosting a district championship against Eaton Rabbids the was the I'm, biggest that's game. The, that's, that's what Evan's referring game. to. That was in 2013. It yeah, was we're the fall old. of 2013. We are whoa, we are old. I didn't yeah. know that was 2013. Was a, we played it was nine 20, years our ago. Last year of football was 2014 because we graduated. Right, in graduated 15. That was the semantics I got wrote. Okay, we're All old, right. Grant. We were Since really old. Nine years ago, Grant. That's the biggest nine game, yeah. years ago. We were juniors in high school. This ours was still bigger though for pride. That I mean, that's a district championship. This is I'm for the SEC that. championship. Is this Chelsea? Yes. <laughs> it's not there yet. It's not good. The atmosphere. This is just, this is just this is such a biased take. I'm, I'm going like, to the game. I can't that, listen. I'm going that, to the game Friday night. The atmosphere at Eaton Rapids. I would have to see it to believe it to, to unmatch because they their fans traveled like yeah. insane amount, and a trophy was on the line. But a trophy's on the line. I'm excited. I really hope this team makes it to Ford Field. I will be dialed in on Fox You're going to have to get to Bally. They have a very good chance to host two playoff games. Devin Gardner on the call probably. It would be sweet. Yeah, so that was my week. Um, Alex, you probably had a common weekend like me. Hmm, What did I do? Well, I hung out in the berm where I live. Um, Don't come hunt me down. Uh, Thursday, I was, so I was, uh, roommate was gone Thursday through Sunday. So Thursday, Friday, just spent by my lonesome, you know, like Grant does every day. Okay. Not a chop. No. But, facts um, or facts. I didn't, didn't do a whole lot. You know, there's not much to do when you're just by yourself in a small apartment. Grant, I have a question for you. Yes. This, this just made me think of it when a house is talking. How often do you eat cold bacon? Oh, this is a great question. I don't eat cold bacon. Okay, but is it a problem to eat cold bacon? I, Alex, I never said it was a problem. You said it was weird. That's not a problem. I just said it's it was just, weird to eat cold ba- cold bacon. I, I think, think we a, should put that up on Twitter as a poll. I think it's a, it's a sign of just laziness because the microwave is probably a step away. And you just I would in. argue that it tastes better cold. No, because the grease starts to form on it, and you can see the grease. It's gross. Yeah. Alex, that's that. the... 
You're not. You are a psychopath. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. This is how I know you're a crazy person. Is Grant doing it or am I? Huh. Oh, I can oh. do it. No, I'm, I'm doing, doing it right now. It. Don't worry, Alex. Just say, is, is cold it? bacon, is eating cold bacon acceptable? Yes or no? Whoa, not to leading question. Is it question. weird? Is it weird? Yes. Is eating cold bacon weird? Yes or no? Pre-crime. I call it pre-crime. Pre-crime. I like that. Evan, would you, or sorry, Alex, would you like to, I don't think you ever said it on the show. Did you talk about how you saw Eminem, the rapper? Mm. I don't know if I did mention it on the show. But I did see Eminem, the rapper, in no, my neighborhood. No, Marshall right Mathers. Yeah, I saw Marshall. Thank he you. was biking around my neighborhood, um, and I almost walked into a tree because I was gawking. Um, he was wearing a fancy little, uh, what are those, Gucci bag things over your arm? Or they're like right here? What are those called? It's like a fanny pack, but over your shoulder. Had one of those on, exact replica. If it wasn't him, the guy could make a lot of money pretending to be him. Speaking of famous people, I confirmed Aaron Glenn lives next to me. Oh, God. Confirmed. Would you bad, like to day, bad day to figure that out. Would you like Saw to apologize? Sunday morning. To me? For um, not believing me? I somewhat I told believe you. you. It's, it's confirmed. I watched Aaron get picked up by a driver and taken to Ford Field on Sunday morning before. And then about five hours later, I looked at Twitter and everyone's calling for his job. So yeah, you should have got like a flat tire on that car. You should keep the license plate to yourself. We don't uh, want to leak that Unfortunate out there. timing. I will not tell anybody where he lives, but uh, I do know where he lives. Well, they know he lives in the berm. <laughs> That's a safe guess. Jared lives in the berm too. Berm's a big town. Yeah. Good luck finding it. Um, And then, so yeah, I didn't do a whole lot Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday, and Saturday, I hung out with Evan, Cody, and Ben. Watched football, as Evan mentioned. And then Sunday, um, I watched football with just Ben. Um, he, he wanted to stick around and watch the Lions. It was a good time. Good for and him. I watched his fantasy team just absolutely explode on Evan. And he did mention, Evan, that he felt bad. He felt bad that he was dominating you. He also wanted us to, he wanted us to mention something on this podcast, Evan. Do you yeah. remember what it was? No. You don't either, Alex? Anytime, I've just remembered. Oh. Anytime we have said Ben Van Summeren, he oh. thinks we're going to say <laughs> Ben Vanatter. So now, Ben, Ben Vanatter, we're shouting you out full name as, as requested. I'm so sorry that he thinks we're talking about him in those cases because I would not want to be compared he to He says that his jump. ears ears perk up he's like oh my god they're about to talk about me no ben vance <laughs> like now, in the middle we already have one reply from it, it says serial killer weird <laughs> what is was it you you responded no to it. big perm <laughs> l wormy oh you know what that guy is that guy big perm responds fast he lot. is a lions fan who's also a maryland football fan i've he's introduced into our lives the last two weeks with both of our teams that is maryland's not in his bio but new york forever new york knicks forever He's a Maryland guy uh, because he was like really commenting on the Michigan Maryland game and like he was retweeting a bunch of Talia. Unless he's a Talia Tagovailoa like Stan, like he just likes him because he was retweeting a bunch of their stuff. That's a bad start. Five votes, all yes, all yeah. yes. It's weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a right. walk away. Okay, my distract you from Alex being a serial killer. Uh, I didn't have a crazy weekend either. No surprise. Pretty pretty slow end of the week at work it's always nice to get out of work a little early on a friday i think that's a feeling that everyone can relate to so that's how's your soccer team my soccer team 
I don't want to get crazy, but they potentially have the best soccer player in the history of soccer when it's all said and done. It's trending that way. I just see stat graphic after stat graphic after stat graphic that this guy is just doing things that have never been done in the sport. So I'm really excited. He is an absolute freak of nature. If you're ever bored, just go watch his um, highlights from that game. It's just a thrill ride. I, did, I watched a six-minute highlight video of him in just in the last game. His and I second, watched the, what he's was really the, good. Was it the cross that went where he's sliding and then like yeah. punches it in? He's just a. I was like trying to think like athletic things that really impressed me, and you try to think like, could you ever do that? I was like, there's no way I could coordinate a slide with my foot up and then stab it out as the ball arrives and like beeline it in the net. Like, there's no chance I could do. It. And he's like six five, which is the craziest he's huge. thing. Huge. He looks like Damon Targaryen. I can't get it out of my head every time I see him. I was just going to say that. He is like a spitting spitting image. It's crazy. Um, Friday, I didn't do ton. Oh, I went grocery shopping. I did all the usual things. Not usual things you do on a Friday. Usual things I do on Fridays. Get the grocery shopping out of the way. Oh, huge for me. I spent less than $100 at the grocery store for the first time in a while. So that was huge to see it. Right at 96. Oh. Right at 96. Then I, went and bought al- I went and bought alcohol at the side store because in Minnesota, they don't have them in the grocery store. It's just attached. So I went and oh, got it, and then that was yes. another. Okay, yeah. so not under 100. That was a complete lie. At the grocery store. <laughs> that was And then I went to Taco Bell. And then oh. so I really got over 100, but it was great. What did you get? Guy, went to the grocery store um, and then treat yourself and to Taco Bell. got Taco Bell instead of just yeah. eating the groceries you just bought. Well, that's because Alex talked about Taco Bell earlier in the week in one of our group chats, so I had to get it. Um, a number uh, seven stuffed nacho with a large Baja Blast and a chicken cheesy gordita crunch. And I was very full because I haven't had you know, it in a while. Your girlfriend texted me and said, what should I get from Taco Bell? And that's exactly what I told her to get. And I think she did. That exact I, order. I kind of bullied her into getting it this weekend because she's like, I'm going to eat out. Is there going to be McDonald's or Culver's? And I said, how come you never get Taco Bell? Oh it and is almost like, disrespectful oh. to you that she never eats Taco Bell. And I was like, I don't even know what your favorite order is. She's like, that's because I just don't go there. I was like, so you don't have a favorite order from the best fast food place? Did she enjoy it? I don't have a, I don't have a I think favorite so. order from Taco Bell. I get something different every single time I go there. That's because like but sometimes Evan craves it and it makes my heart happy. Because I think, I think Evan, every time I crave it, I we don't get it though. You've that talked is about also true. Getting ta- tacos a lot, and I feel like if you get tacos from there, you're not doing it right. Yeah, it's a bad. That's like the worst thing you can yeah, get. I don't think I've. Well, the last time I think I got a taco there was like just a Doritos taco. Yeah, and I think as That's flashy lame. as it is, I think the Doritos taco is so bad. Mm. Anyway, grilled stuffed nacho. Oh, they should rebrand to like quesadilla or gordita crunch bell because no <laughs> one should get tacos from there. There's somebody that we know that like puts his life on the line for Taco Bell breakfast as it's the best breakfast. Never had it. Not sure I want it. I've never had Ooh. it either. Uh, cheese. I was gonna say it's gotta be him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's Grubhubbed or Uber eats no. breakfast before. Uber eats Taco Bell breakfast <laughs> at so. what time? In the morning, I think he's gone somewhere and something wasn't open, so he just got Taco Bell instead. This is Delivered. a great. This is a great uniform so. matchup on Monday Night Football. It is. It is bright. Um, I wish I had a TV. My last thing, my last two things are then Saturday, as you have to do in long distance relationships, had a nice date night with Marissa. So shout out her little, basically we just play uh, like, you know, the uh, iPhone games on your phone, like cut pong and all that. You just play them, but while you talk to each other. 
and get like buzzed. Yeah, I just drink wine, drink whiskey, and just get nice buzz on. I had the greatest comeback. I'm gonna be honest. That sounds pretty boring. In uh, Cup Pong, bad. You had a great comeback. Yeah, she beat me in Cup Pong. This is Marissa. She can't close out a game to save her life. I got like three like balls back in a row. Was this all when we were together? Great yep. feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was also playing. I lost, though. It's a lot of one. Feels good. Two weekends ago. Um, and Sunday, woke up at a nice 545 for a little London game. Um, oh, God. So that's when my day sun, Sunday started, bright and early for the London. Um, Sunday was kind of a blur because I stayed up for the Lions game. I was like half awake for that and then took a fat nap and then woke up for the Sunday night game. And then Thrones, which we'll pivot into now. <laughs> I've turned on Thrones in like the third quarter. I'll be honest. I turned it on after the Chiefs went up 21 to 3. I turned it on at 9 o'clock. Like I, I was not it. a 9 p.m. starter this time, which I, I usually I was going to be, but I had to watch. But here's the thing. So it worked out actually perfect for the what Alex, you said, like you start with football. No, no, actually, you were saying you start with Thrones, then you can finish the game. In that case, Football kind of wins because crazy. Like Mahomes did three things. I was like, I can't he believe you just did that in that. And I was like, I would. I'm glad I was like coherent and saw it. Saw that reactions to it on the internet, and then I was like, all right, now it's time for Thrones. It actually yeah, worked out pretty well doing it like that. Who's next week? Sunday night. I know Thursday is that- night is Broncos Colts. That's it. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm not sure I'm gonna be tuning into Sunday night. I'll probably be Thrones right away at nine. Unless Thrones is over, but I don't think it is. I think there's 10 no. episodes. Bengals, Ravens. Oh, that's a good game. That's Joe not Burr bad. And Lamar. Alex, yep, you, I'll watch you, the second half. Do you not watch the coming up things at the end of the show? No, I did, but the way... Uh, new characters? The way, I, yeah, with, the, with new characters all over again, I was like, is this season over? It's the same no, characters. We're just... just, just just no, the, all the kids changed. Yeah, actors. yeah. They, we just fast forwarded two, three years. I'm just wondering um, when that's going to stop. Spoil- uh, this, this is the last time they do it. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Oh, spoiler Thank you. Alert. Spoiler Starting alert. now. Are you guys Team Rhaenyra or Team Allison? That's my first and most important question at this team stage Rhaenyra. in the game. Oh, I don't can like you either. Team Allison. How can you? Well, be- uh, I can I answer am, before Evan. Grant does because Grant loves Allison because she reminds him of somebody else that was psychotic. Right, Grant? Who? She reminds you of Cersei, who was insane and wanted to kill everybody. And now Allison wants to kill everybody and take eyeballs. So now Alice? you like her. No. At, well, first of all, it's such an insult to even put her in the same... Cersei is a one of a kind. There will never be a character that is well, like that there's, in the show. There's similarities, and I think that that's why you lean. She's nuts. No, Cersei would like sit down and like lecture people and like tell them how things are going to go and like be really smart. Allison is just along for the ride and she just has zero composure and is not thinking three steps ahead like Cersei always thought. So she's not even close. She's more like Danny, where she's just going to freak out and want to start killing people. She's soft though. She wants things to change and then when Laris does it for her, she freaks out like, "Uh, uh, not like that. Yeah, you're soft. I agree. She sucks. The reason I'm going to ride her team for now is because I think I would be going crazy if no one would just say that those kids are not like they're not Lanor's kids. Like I agree with her. Like, can we just say it? Like, are we just going to pretend our whole lives that those kids are white as can be with brown hair and their family is black with blonde hair? Like, what are we doing? Like, 
Seriously, that's where I'm just like, I have to take her side because I don't understand. Yeah. Overall, but I like other she's, characters. She's crazy though. She's insane. But Rhaenyra's insane too. She's I just, just said I don't like. I don't like either of them. You have to pick a team right now. I don't. Green or I black? Really... The greens or the blacks? Blacks. Team Rhaenyra. I'm gonna go with the blacks. This is all Otto's fault. Otto's I don't like the best Otto character either. right it now. It all stems from Otto. You didn't like it how he just grabbed Aegon's collar and whipped that like POS did. prince around? Yeah. Otto knows what's going on. He's the only one that has any like brain cells right now. I don't like like anybody in this show. When this I is saw a that, real problem. When I that's when I sent that text. When I saw they like pan down to Otto and you saw that hand pinned back, I was like, my guy is back. <laughs> I knew you were gonna scene. freak out right when you saw that. Yeah, there's, there's not like like do you guys like anybody Otto. other than Grant likes Otto it's Evan, just so like hard because you're just comparing like everybody's role with like Game of Thrones and you're like I wish he was more like this person like I but, loved like, all the Starks defense, pretty it's, much like, it's impossible yeah well, no one's like no one's cool no one's a badass Tyrion like, we, we was awesome Tyrion was him. the best character hands down yeah and in this show I'm like all these people are losers I yes. do try to find. I do sit <laughs> there, like watching him. Like, all right, which one's going to turn into like Tyrion for me? Where like everything he does, it just it's not going to happen. I can't see it. Not you know, this I, season. It you know, can I kind of kind of started to like because I respected his move. I liked Amond just going out and getting a dragon for himself. That was a big baller move, and he came in with a new swagger <laughs> when he came he back. Turned in. into such a freaky. Until right he acted like a loser with all those, like tries to beat up little kids. I thought it was sweet. They they're like it was a pretty it. sweet scene. He's like nine, and they just has <laughs> the other one by the neck and just went through. Yeah, it was actually kind of cool. When they came down the tunnel, one of the best lines dropped in <laughs> Modern he punched Thrones. Punched a chick in the face, a little he, girl in the face. <laughs> the girls are like, "It's him," and he goes, "It's me." And I was like, "This kid has swag." I did like his line where he's he said, you know, about his eye being worth it for the dragon. That was that's you the know, kid who gets the big he picture. He was pretty pretty tough about <laughs> losing an eyeball. Um, so a couple more questions I have going back to Amon because that stole the show. That was a, a very awesome scene of like how, basically how to train your dragon, but rated R. So my question is, he should be would, dead. He should have fallen when that thing was going up in the air. How do you think the both of you would fare riding a dragon? Evan, we'll start um, with you. Oh my God, dude. I'm falling off. Okay. Okay. When the dragon goes straight vertical. Nobody is hanging on to that. There's no way. I agree. And also, I they, these guys need to be strapping in. There's not like a seatbelt on this thing. <laughs> no, it's the like 2 BC. You I could start... figure out how to ride dragons and get on these dragons and There's teach these dragons, one, but you don't have a seatbelt. There's a 0% chance that that kid had the upper body strength to pull himself None. back up on the handles when that thing's flying. Zero. Um, Should be dead. Another shout out, two shouts in a row for Alex's dad in this show. I just went back to thinking when I couldn't hold on at Evans Lake when he turned on the gas. There's no chance I hold on to Vagar <laughs> riding through the skies. There's just no chance. Great, great point. Um, <laughs> also, another little gripe: Why is it so easy to flip a dragon to your side? I thought it should be a little bit harder than just saying a couple key phrases to him when you wake him up from a deep sleep. Well, he does have dragon training. Amon does. So little he, though he did bad in it in the training they gave him a pig well they gave him a pig because he didn't have his own dragon that was just like a mean disrespectful insult like he I probably think, watches the dragon training 
stuff every day and was just like, yeah, I could, I could do this shit. He's obsessed besides with so- dragons. Besides having someone have to die, like that's a key component of getting a dragon. Like someone had to die for this to happen. He only had to say like three words and the dragon just did whatever he wanted. I was like, that's a little easy. It did seem a little easy, I guess. But- yeah, but dragons are like the smartest creature. They say the dragons are the smartest creature on or in the planet or in the world. Well, Vagar's dumb then because there's no way you let that kid boss you around. Mm. It they looked have like to- he was getting bossed around. He flung him into the air and he should be dead. Okay, that's a fair point. It was a little like, I'm not going to wait. Like, you he, can get out of me. The dragon kind of was doing whatever you. he wanted once he got up there. He just woke up from a deep sleep. Yeah, he's like, all right, I'll go fly a little bit. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, it was too dark again at some point. Uh, I had to turn off all the lights in my living room just to be able to see parts of this. So I just like would like them to not do that anymore. I always wonder in like those dark scenes if my TV is the problem. Is like my TV dimming because it thinks it's not like nothing's playing? I don't know. I always wonder if my TV is just too dark and everybody else can see it normal. Nope, it was me too. I didn't Evan. think mine was that dark. I like when he was, was going to get the dragon or go find the dragon, I couldn't really see anything. And I think Rhaenyra and Damon had a good time in the sack, but I couldn't really see what was going on. I couldn't see facial expressions. It just seemed like they were they were having a good time. Yeah, it was just like this the whole time to me. I just I couldn't see couldn't the really <laughs> zoomed in shots with also incredibly dark yeah i just was like yeah, i think everyone's having a good time down there <laughs> my last thing before we get to actual sports why was allison just let off the hook for slicing the heir to the throne's wrist down the middle and everyone's like yep uh old thrones you get put to court i mean ned stark got his head cut off for questioning the birth of children and he died and she sliced yeah, the heir's she's the wife though She's the queen. Like, I don't know what you really wanted him to do. Just kill her? Is and it, then it's all just his kids like, hate him? And then someone like, kills him? Well, he's he dying seems like a, anyone. Anyways, spoiler alert. Couldn't imagine that he got this far. Hey, did you, uh, fi- you guys finally realize that he doesn't have a left arm? I still no, no, I did not notice. Sorry. Did it show again? Yeah, there was a scene where he's just standing there and his left like arm sleeve is just I think he's just being big, big cloak. Dude, no. What? Dude, he does that. I haven't seen. Arm. I haven't seen a single thing about his arm not being there. Dude, it is I the only either. person who said it. Yeah, this is a, Evan, a take. Evans dying on a hill on. Dude, I, I believe you. I just even, haven't. There's an obvious scene. Can you text us next week if he's in the episode? Yeah. We'll uh, see how say, long like, he hey, in the episode. He's probably dead in the first five minutes. They do I, just jump to things like Otto. Was handed the king when we don't. He, we didn't see that happen. So we he might just be. We might just jump to the funeral. That, that's my guess. We're gonna jump to the start funeral. of the funeral back to back episodes. Boring. Yeah. That funeral was weird when Damon. When Damon starts just laughing to himself in the middle of the creepy. funeral. Super no, creepy. creepy. It wasn't creepy. It was hilarious. Because he it was, was just weird, like, creepy, and funny all at the same time. Because they were saying, like, keeping the bloodlines pure, and he's just laughing that, like, they pretend that those... Because he looks at those... kids and starts yeah. laughing. And he's it's like, super yeah, awkward. it's super, super, like, pure bloodline you guys got going on here in Lord Chorus's house. <laughs> like, yep, nice. 
<laughs> and I was like, that's just... And then when all the chaos is happening, Damon just like... He seems hilarious. He just like leans up there with a smirk on his face. Like He just doesn't these, care about it. No. <laughs> also, now no one... Why? Because everyone thought deep. Damon was the the worst one. And now he seems the most calm. Except he just did his cousin. But well, Matt niece so damon's like the coolest guy but also has a very glaring thing that i just can't get i can't get behind i I can't turn my brain just like thrones that's how people do it also i would never be able to get married like they did their hands are just dripping blood there's just no chance hangover hangover blood brothers scene (laughs) and then like on the forehead like just take also i thought it was super weird that they were just like making out in front of their new kids and they're like family members it's just like this is weird I can't, I can't I can't turn my brain off for stuff like that. I'm trying to. It's not working. You're not going to do that at your wedding one day? No. Oh. Does a firm handshake. You may now <laughs> shake Thank the you. It's a, a pleasure for- to get these tax benefits together. <laughs> a forehead kiss. <laughs> All right. They, they didn't have to make out. That was my point. They could have just, you know, kissed. For the show, Alex. That's. They don't call them the house of fire for nothing. It's spicy. Yeah. Dance of Dragons is coming soon. Um, okay. Football time, guys. Mental switch here. We're starting with the NFL. We're starting with the most exciting game of the whole NFL weekend, I would say. Pound for pound. Depends how moment for you moment. feel about it. I think I think 100% it was the most exciting game, Detroit versus Seattle. Um, any opening statements you guys have? Was it that exciting? And, and you, you just knew the outcome of it, though. It's different, Evan. For the non-Lions fan, it probably was really exciting. I guess fantasy right, there football were, galore. I guess there wasn't like lead changes, so that's the only thing that hurts it. Yeah, we actually actually never led the whole. Correct. Game. We lost by what three points? So if you're just looking at it, like, wow, and, what a game! But honestly, the Lions could not stop them, no matter what. We no. never had the ball with a chance to take the lead ever. Fun fact. That's Correct. how we like it. <laughs> so. I was it think, really a game? I think this is not an exaggeration. It had to be the single worst defensive performance from a Lions yeah. team I've ever seen, besides the well, not besides, but in contention with the Matt Flynn game at Lambeau. Because that was a similar thing where um unknown QB that you don't really respect. This was an unknown not unknown QB that we don't really respect, and you made him look like a superhero. So those two have to be by far the worst. So it was a historically bad game for the Detroit Lions. It was the worst one I've ever seen. Historically bad game. I think it was worse than the Mathlin game. Just pathetic. Like you, or like what was that Tom Brady Thanksgiving? We were like that was bad. six years old. But at least that's Tom Brady. Correct. That's my point. I was like, it, Geno Smith, Michael Vick. First time ever in his Geno career. Smith, Throwing for 300 yards. Really? First time ever. They threw that stat up during the game. No, Do you guys first think time ever that he's gone back-to-back 300-yard games. I don't think so, Gillen. Just trying to make it better. No, Do we think, but, <laughs> based on Seattle's consistent play calling and how they had like this little, almost like a package of plays they kept the using over and over again, yeah. is it fair to say, Evan, that at this moment – that the NFL, if you have a competent offensive coaching staff, they've figured out Aaron Glenn's scheme. Like, they're not surprised by anything. They know how to beat it. At this moment, Aaron Glenn's scheme needs to adapt. Is it beaten? 
I think so. Or at least that, or at least Sunday, it was whatever you were going to call. We know what you're going to call. We know what you're going to show. And we have the play to beat it. And every the one moment, time that we, too, The one time yeah. that we did get a stop, there was a clock malfunction. The refs had to blow the play dead. And then we came out in the same look. And obviously, if you get the offensive coordinator the same look in the same situation, he's going to have a couple plays to beat it. And he did. I Apparently, think- Seattle could have converted that. <laughs> their down weird whistle play anyways um their whole offense like stopped after they heard the whistle even though they threw the incomplete pass it, they actually just quit to play so to not no excuses there oh look like tyler lockett ran the wrong route so like i said i i read on twitter from a God, what's his name jeremy reisman does that sound right sure Sounds uh, right. he said he said watch it back like he watched it back like 10 times they Seattle quit like right after the ball was snapped. Well, I think the Seattle knew what was. Didn't help. Seattle knew what Aaron Glenn was going to call before Aaron Glenn knew what he was going to call. That's the feeling I got. I watched back the NFL cut of highlights just to really focus more because I was distracted during parts of the game. And it was like every, every single big play, they knew what was happening. And they weren't they weren't fooled by any disguises, anything. And I was just like, that's just a damning, damning thing to see from your defensive coordinator. Like you're figured well, out. They didn't, they didn't look disguised. Like when on both Rashad Penny runs, like they just had nobody in the middle of the field. Yeah, because they had an all-out blitz, and you can't show the same defensive coverage and run the same exact thing more than once in an NFL game. It's common knowledge. And we yeah, did it like down, four times. I wrote down two that really stood out to me. This is a good segue. Uh, that third and sixteen with Rashad Penny. And then there was a second and 10 um, on a drive, either one drive later or the drive after that, where I counted it, legitimately bringing eight guys forward to like put pressure on the backfield. And as much as like that can be fun if you get home, I just don't see why in today's NFL you really need to be blitzing eight guys or like blitzing seven or six and then being like, hey, these two, if you're a spy, just leave. Like I would much rather have one hang back. Um, Oh, the second and 10 was that throw where Hutch almost got home and it was caught by Lockett in the middle of the field. The the warrior, that flutter, it was, but, but the thing is, is like, if you just blitz seven, which is probably enough and you have like a middle of the field QB spy safety, they could might be able to make a play on the ball. I still don't even know if it's enough for our garbage pass rush. I don't think maybe, but I just can't believe that we're. It made me. I wrote down like we're running engage eight from NFL and NCAA like video games. Like that's just what we're dialing up in in real life, and that can work maybe against like Iowa football. But I don't know if like you have a competent <coughs> players, and we don't have shutdown corners. I wrote that it feels like Aaron Glenn thinks that he has the MSU no fly zone, that mm-hmm. he thinks he has Darquez Denard, Trey Wayne's Curtis Drummond. And Isaiah Lewis, I looked up their names from the no-fly zone. He thinks he has those players, and he's just saying, yeah, be man-on-man solo on wideouts. We don't have that. I don't. I, I think he knows that, but he didn't coach like he knows that. Well, he is a former corner. He probably thinks he can coach the corners up to a level. We don't have Marshawn Landmore on our team. Um, but to your he point, Grant, we have the highest blitz rate in the NFL to go with the lowest sack rate. Really good stuff. That is not a good combo. It's the worst combo, actually, that you could possibly imagine. You blitz 
more than anybody else, and the you Patriots don't get any sacks. Oh it's Evan. Stay in the full current moment. <laughs> um, this is another we're thing. We're doomed. It's doomed. One and four. We all thought we were going to be four. <laughs> we're stupid. <laughs> I'm not ready to go there yet, but it doesn't feel great right now. A couple other things that I said to myself as I was watching it back. This is a rhetorical question, but you guys can try to answer it if you want. How many times can one team rush way too far upfield to let Geno step up and do whatever he wants? Seems like there's some coaching or the guys on the edge just get too revved up and they rush themselves out of the play. Instead of driving in towards the quarterback, they just run straight upfield in a circular half circle motion. And this leads to my other point. I do think there's hope for this defense when we play statues back there, but we've seen with Hurts and even Geno Smith, who I didn't think was mobile, but turns out he can move. I'll give him credit for He's that. mobile enough. We're really bad. But against, if you think about it, against Wentz and Kirk Cousins, we didn't look atrocious by any means. We looked okay. We looked good enough to get stops and give your offense a real chance to win. So I think there's something really broken with this defense against mobile quarterbacks. I don't know. I don't think that gets fixed this year. And I don't think we play Lamar Jackson. So that's good. <sighs> Baby Zappy. I'm not as hopeful. Um, but I respect your optimism. Can Bailey Zappy move around? A little I feel bit. like he can just because he's younger and he's more willing to, probably. He's like the typical rookie quarterback. Anytime he's gonna get somewhat pressure, he's gonna start scrambling. Start running around with his head cut off. And against us, that works. Well, he's gonna have to scramble because us three back there are gonna be absolutely clamping down his throat. Trevor options. Lawrence can run around on us when we get there. Dude, Aaron Rodgers can run many, around on we us. We play too many mobile quarterbacks. Okay. Does it look bad? Yeah. I hope it doesn't look too bad. I mean, Josh Allen's rush isn't us. like that mobile, but too mobile. No, I'm mobile. talking about guys that. Guys Josh that like, Allen. They like to get out early and often. Aaron can Justin run. Fields. Justin Fields. Ronnie. Dimes. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence can run. Justin Fields for a second time. Everyone really accepts. Not going to play, so maybe. Play by then. It's three weeks from now. Um, (laughs) It's not looking good, Grant. Not looking good. And I know it's like we're all doomsday. I don't know. This is a playoff team. We can give some, we should give some love to the off. We should give some love to the offense. So credit to them for. Um, the number one offense in the NFL. Credit to them for stepping up with. That's not a joke. That's a real thing. Correct. Alex saw a tweet. Best boy, Best Buy employees. Um, yeah, Jared Goff thrown at Best Buy employees, and we put up 45 points against a reasonable defense, apparently, no, statistically. We statistically. Where are they ranked? Middle of the pack. 15, um, I think. Leads to Cody on Instagram's question. Will Ben Johnson, our brainchild, be the Cowboys or any other team's head coach next season? Yeah, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like he's going to get interviewed for jobs, but I don't know how. I don't think someone's going to hire him I for a head coach yet. Would, because this is his first year as Ever. a play caller. Yeah. And be, a lot of things are going right for him, don't get me wrong. Um, but it would be hard to have somebody to be like, yeah, here we go. Um, Brandon Staley is, I think, the only person that's coming to my head that was a play caller, coordinator for one year, and then got a head coaching job the year after. So it has been done recently, but slim to none of them are 
I did see a tweet today from one of the rap reports or Schefters or someone, someone along those lines. I don't, can't remember which one. Maybe Daniel Jeremiah that said Ben Johnson is hot in coaches in like organization circles right now. Like a hot name to monitor. Well, yeah. He's the sky's blue. Yeah, so I, mean. <laughs> it's, I wouldn't say it's, he's definitely going to get interviews. For, okay, I don't know. Start naming hired. openings. Go. Cowboys, if they fall apart, they might hire him. In, they might hire him in Carolina with Cooper Rush. Carolina, in Carolina, could they could do it? Um, Colts is going to fire it. the coach. Pete Carroll going to retire. We don't know. Colts. Yet. Jim Harbaugh is going to the Colts. Alex, we already talked about it this weekend. Please right. no. Uh, now he's saying, "Please no." Yeah, Evan. Two years you ago, make a playoff. Saying, Get this man <laughs> off my yard. <laughs> I said I was uh, Patriots could be it. in the running for an offensive coordinator if they the don't want a head coach. Lateral move. Um, now, what really it hinges on is then leads to Joey's question from Instagram. Do you think the Lions' offense can keep up this historic pace? No, water always finds its level. I agree. The only team to what ever team have keep we played up this, that good? The only team to ever keep up this the pace Eagles. that did not make the playoffs. Was the 2002 Kansas City Chiefs, this is, which means like best offense in the NFL, but not make the playoffs. So Priest Holmes, unless, Priest Holmes, I don't know, Dog. probably. So unless you think the Lions are going to be a playoff team, the answer is no. They will not keep up this historic pace. Could they? I'm not going to say it's impossible Top if everyone comes back. I mean, the Jameson Williams. Patriots defense is going to be tougher next week, I believe. Um, if we put up 40 against the Patriots, then not all this bets is are off. Actually, well, we'll preview it. I can't get ahead of myself. Um, I don't know if they'll keep up number one because this means you have to do it every single week. But also, if we get down because our defense is so bad, we will be chucking the ball and be more aggressive with play calling just to get back in the game. So I can see us finishing top five. That'd be pretty cool. I feel like I can pencil in like we're at least scoring 21 points every week. I feel that good about this offense. Like, yeah, we'll get at well, least 21. Minimum, yes. Easily. Easy so, 21. I think like, we will be on a historic pace for a bit. I mean, that's that's pretty good, Alex, because like, I, I still have to remind myself. Yeah, I, think I think they're really good. What's the only defense that we like? Oh, God. Michael You're going to shred the Bears twice? Michael Parsons is going to eat our lunch, bro. Evan, we have a good blockers. offensive line. Like the the offense Relax. isn't bad. No. You don't have to be doomsday about them. I'm not going to be able don't. to watch that game. That game's on CBS. What the? F- I'm going to watch CBS. the freaking Lions and Cowboys are on CBS. You don't have you CBS don't, or have ESPN. CBS. ESPN is back on Dish, but however, it's NFL is local, and so if you're on CBS, you get your local provider. And I'm out of Toledo, so the Ohio schools, Ohio. Maybe the Browns are on Fox that week. Uh, they play. <laughs> uh, Jack Fox threw an absolute laser beam in this game. I want to give him credit. It was a little bit of a duck, but it, it was not. It was a laser beam. Hey, breaking news, Alex. They play the Patriots on CBS. That game Jack, is going to be all over TV. Jack Fox throws a better football than you, Alex. That's incorrect. No. Evan, who throws a better football, Alex Gillen or Jack Fox? Jack Fox. It's not even close. So, Grant, we're acting <laughs> like you throw a good football now? Who said that? 
projecting your own problems why, onto me. Why are you saying I'm the one who can't throw a football? Because you said it was a little wobbly, and I just wanted to put you in your place. It was a it was a little underthrown. The unless you're going to try to t- I'm spin facts right in your face and your friends. Have a bye it. week on week six. I don't know. <laughs> Which is, Put Evan Jack just, Fox in an eye in a in a QB competition. Right I'm worried about who we play that week. Um, I have CBS two remaining things. The Ravens. <laughs> Fricker. I might be able to watch the Lions thing. I, actually, you know what, man? Be a good thing for me. Wait, we do play the Ravens? No, we don't. The Browns play oh. the Ravens. The week that the Lions are on CBS. Well, okay. sounds like you're coming to the berm. Sounds like I'm watching it. All roads lead back to the berm. I have two remaining points. Um, one, I have a list of names to read off to you guys, and then I want you to tell me how these lists, how these names all work together. Okay. Potential first round draft picks. Okay, go. I I think you're gonna realize quickly that's not the group. Okay. In no order. Pat Fryermuth, Rondale Moore, Liam Eichenberg, Trevor Trevon Morig, Aziz Ojolari. Nick Bolton. Mm. What do all those players, players have in common? right before Amon or St. Brown. No. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so close. I always get one guest um, to save. The pot. Oh, and also Creed Humphrey. I forgot Creed Humphrey. Really good center. It's players drafted after. But who? Who was our second round pick last year? Two years ago. Who was our second round pick two years ago? Jelani Tavai. <laughs> no. Well, whoever, whoever is our second round pick two years ago, it's that player. It's it's, uh, it's Levi. It's Levi Anzarecki, yes. who we are hearing, we heard today, is not progressing at all in his injury. And this is probably going to be the first red X on Brad Holmes' career if it's going to keep on this trajectory. Because I just, I really don't know with that statement how vague and depressing it was from Dan Campbell when this person... Levi will ever take the field. And obviously, as a podcast, we wish him to get as healthy as possible because we want him to be an absolute beast. But you read. Is he the one hitting nukes for the baseball, or is that the other one? That's, That's a Lee He plays. He's, he's a, good. He's a monster. He's good. Um, so he was a good pick. But all those guys I listed, Liam Eichenberg, one of the better offensive linemen in the league, was drafted a pick after him. And we could use a guard because Vitae is out. So I'm not sure Rondell Moore is. I mean, he's been injured a lot as well. Hasn't really done a whole lot. Going to hurt your team though if having him on there, Alex. No, he's not really helping you out though. Not doing much. So this is that's how Alex's brain works. That you hear all those names and you're just like, yeah, I don't really want Rondell Moore. I'll take Levi O. It's like, what are we talking about? Of course, you take Rondell Moore. Sure, I take the other guys. I'm just saying, it's not like it's not like you just named seven Josh Allen's behind him. Like, yes, there were some good players, and yes, it's unfortunate, but like, no, there's like Nick Bolton would be a force in our in our defense at linebacker. Starting we wouldn't have to play Alex Anzalone at oh all. God, he was so bad. I want to know what his is, is that released? It is. And it was, it was, it was bad. Aziz Ojolari could be great. Listen, Grant, those players are better. I'm not denying that because those players play. They're good. Yeah. And it's a second round pick that we just booted into oblivion. Tease Tabor, Jelani Tavai. There's a lot of second round picks the Lions boofed on. But I'm talking about Brad Holmes, who I respect and who I believe is smart. I'm just saying this but might be a you have to give Brad credit for some wins then. I'm in Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. But Alex, Pampatricia drafted DeAndre Swift. Aline McNeil. Brad. Malcolm Rodriguez. Brad. Great pick. I'm just saying this is the first Red X. That's all. Yeah, no one's going to bat 100% or 1,000%. Come on. No, be impossible. 
Feels like the Eagles are right now. Something about the Eagles just feel like they're just low. Uh, Jalen Hurts talent. took a big step and then all of a sudden they got really good. And they have a top ten pick next year too because of the trades they've made. Like they just seem like they're cheating at football right now. They it's just, just unfair. They're what aggressive. They're doing. That easily could have backfired. They just it didn't. It worked. I don't know about adding AJ Brown to your team backfires. Well, that was Tennessee just <laughs> While making a your dumb decision. Pick the following year that can <laughs> yeah. never backfire. That was a bad Tennessee decision. Um, Very bad. And then the last signing Ryan Tannehill to a shit ton of money is a bad decision. And having a really poopy stadium in downtown Nashville, which is a lovely city, is a bad idea. Honestly, I couldn't imagine ever picking them as my second team. Sounds uh, like a terrible idea. AFC number one seed last year, Alex. Yeah. Derrick Henry, good at fantasy football. So I enjoy yes. them for that. Congrats, man. My, my last take on the Lions. I need your guys' help as the weeks go on to really we gotta use our influence as Michigan sports influencers. That we, whenever possible, we need to work in the hashtag let Hutch stand up into any of our tweets. That makes sense. Um, Did you see the I'm one not... that was just absolutely just furious with us? I don't think wow. standing up in bull rushing mode is going to really solve any of his problems. Yeah, I diffused that quickly. I, I, I liked his tweet. I was like, I see what you're saying. You're upset. But also, like, the facts are he had the best career season he's ever had standing up. So maybe let's not get, reinvent the kid. Which I think is part of the problem right now. I and Eric Glenn's smart, and maybe Hutchinson's still a rookie and afraid to tell him like, "Hey, I need to be standing up more." But I would like to see it. It cannot hurt. I don't think Hutchinson is one hundred percent guilt free here. Like he's not exactly playing great either. He's not helping himself out. No he's single. Not in, no. No single player in, on our team played good on defense. In, correct, in and he is his his win rate is is very low. Lower than Kayvon Dibido. Most so. pressures in the entire NFL as a rookie, though. So that he's still like producing. Lower pre- lower pressure rate than Kayvon. I saw a tweet that said his QB hits would be on pace for, with rookie seasons of like the the names you know of edge rushers in the league. So yes, he I, had one good game. I think he's just, had a couple eh games. He he yeah. needs to be put in better situations to succeed. He's getting a lot of double teams, and they're also just using them like they shouldn't be using them. So I really hope they get that figured out. Because I really, I really am going to get more mad and like actually angry if I keep seeing his hand in the dirt. I don't understand why coach. I texted you guys. I was actually like really fired up, like reading about it today and thinking about it more. It's like, yeah, why don't they stand him up? Like what, what? And it's not like dominant edge rushers. I we watch T.J. Watt stand up all the time. I don't understand why you're just like, no, we're going to be hand in the dirt team. Stupid. I think we'll see a, a lot of changes. I week. agree. God, I just I don't so. understand why, like, if you're just, like, I, I'm a grant. Like, I don't understand why they have to have their hand in their dirt. Certain like, players. I, mean, I just should. watched Aaron Donald just standing Correct. up right there on the last play. So he was standing <laughs> up. Yes, on the edge. Like Ali so, McNeil should have his hand in the dirt. Correct. But he if has it's like a pass to. rushing situation, <laughs> or if you got to line up like tight to the end man on the line of scrimmage, like. I would just tell him, get in whatever comfortable position you're going to get in to succeed, no matter what. Yeah, I'm just not sure why it matters so much to have hand in the dirt. Is that just a coach-like thing that they think they know more than everybody else? Just leverage in your starting point, your position. I'll say something ignorant here. It sounds like a Dan Campbell meathead, like let's be football players hand in the dirt thing. I'm not sure this is a Dan Campbell thing. I think this is an Aaron Glenn thing who is fully in charge of defense. I don't think Dan touches defense a whole lot. Aaron also is an old school player. Maybe he's just like, yeah, we're going to be physical with our hands in the dirt. And I was like, well, maybe we can just stand people up. I mean, they can get there even faster. Who's the D-line coach? I don't know. I've never heard his name now that I think about it. Jeremiah Osukomo. 
I've been That's looking at the draft. Coach, no. I was looking at the draft behind Levi O. Now, no, I'm I'm looking oh. at the PFF grades for. Uh, Did he have a good Malcolm one? Malcolm Rodriguez was high again. Michael Rodriguez was in high run well. grade, not pass grade. He did not do great in pass. I was watching. Allen uh, ends alone was the ninth worst linebacker rated so far out of a hundred. Todd Walsh, defensive line coach, sounds like a singer. Todd Todd Walsh. Well, tell Todd Walsh to start washing cars because he is not doing the job. <laughs> well, we cannot call for people's jobs like that, Evan. <laughs> I'm hopefully excited to see Josh Pascal get back because that's another high draft pick I'd like to see play football. Practicing this week as well as Jerry Jacobs could help the team out quite a bit. Yeah, but they just started practice, Alex. How- Evan, can we just be hopeful without you saying but? Jerry but. Jacobs, we should put Jerry Judy in the secondary. Mm. That's That was not your funniest thing you've said. No, I agree totally. Um, let's move on to Michigan State, Maryland. No, let's move on. Let's cut to the chase here. I have some questions for you guys. Let's just be honest. Okay, let's do it. I was a I was a year and a half ahead of wanting Jay Johnson to figure it out, and look at look at look at this now. Yeah, you were right. Can I tell you one thing though, which I can't. I don't know how you explain it or what how you because I know you're very anti Jay Johnson camp. The play calling early on in the game looked really good. It looked like what we've been telling them to do. They were moving Peyton Thor in the pocket, play action. They were doing quick hitters to Jane Reed in outside zone. So what happened? Correct. What happened? I don't know. You what did you do? You the second half, and you don't know what you're doing. Okay. It's simply like they make adjustments, and we don't. <laughs> on offense. And then you try to do like, oh, I know what will get him is if we just run hurry up on third down. And when we snap the ball and we run to just an outside zone play, we get zero yards. And it looks like half of the team doesn't know what they're running. On third down, when you are losing by two possessions. Jay Johnson coaches just one half. That We may have yes. figured it out. He plans for one half. Dave Warner's in our booth. I, I swear he is. <laughs> I believe he is. It's not as bad as Dave Warner. It is still bad, but it is not. I mean, Evan, I beg you to go back and watch a Dave Warner football game and you will you will not. I probably will Don't. enjoy it. Evan, you should live Twitch stream that. You watch Go Warner. go watch the Red Box Bowl. <laughs> YouTube live. 7 6 five. We held Justin Herbert to 7 points, Alex. And scored 6 and lost the game. <laughs> We held Justin Herbert to seven points. That's he scored insane. six points and lost. No, no, Alex. We held Justin by Herbert. one point. <laughs> that was a good game. So I don't know how that made you feel. I might infuriate you more, but at least I was watching. I was like, okay, so Jay Johnson still like can do things we want him to do, but then it's just more infuriating is why do they stop when things start to matter more? That was the confusing thing to me when I was watching it back. On Matthew loves ball. Shout out Matthew loves ball. Can you explain the? <laughs> I'm getting more frustrated the more I look at this. I can't believe I watched this football game in the second half. I can't. I can't believe I watched this. <laughs> you did. You did, Evan. It took up a big part of your Saturday. You want to read these drives? Grant, I'm going to read you our offense possessions in the second half. Okay. Go and quick. Disgusting. Up. Alex is going to want to throw up after this. You ready? First drive. We got the ball to start the second half only down eight points after the debacle. Of a missed field goal and a missed field goal. And a miss and a missed call that was for a pick six. Oh god. Well, that was a vicious hit. That guy should be in jail, Grant. Jaden <laughs> Reed's lucky to be walking after that hit. Um, okay, first possession in second half. Punt, negative five yards. Fifty two seconds went off the board. Second possession. Four plays, four yards. 
Under two minutes went off the board. Third possession, three plays, four yards. 33 <laughs> seconds went off the board. Let's see, what possession is this? Fourth? Fourth time we got the ball? Three plays, two yards. 45 seconds went off the board. Can you... That's it. Damn. Well, then we can 15 plays downs and then end of the game. It's just... They just went away with whatever was working in the first half. It felt like I don't I don't know why exactly. Um, but big picture wise, this this season is shot. This game solidified it. Season this is, game was to make a bowl game. If you do it, you're not well, making a bowl game now. All right. Well, that was my question. I that's one for you guys. I had does this team make a bowl game? A repeat? A follow up to last week's question, which was resounding yes from both of you. Your double digit underdogs in every game from here on out, besides two. You know what's really disgusting? Besides two of the games. <laughs> you want to know, like, no. Three, Wisconsin is. You don't want to know what else? <laughs> Grant, stat of the day. Indiana is less of an underdog against Michigan than Michigan State is against Ohio State. That's that really. the worst stat of ever. No, that really set it in my brain today. I was like, wow. Uh, I know so Ohio I'm State's just, good. To me, Ohio State is 22. much better than Michigan in my head. Well, the 26 so it is. feels okay. Oh. Actually, the 26 should even be more. It should be even a bigger. It should be like 35. Alex, like. were you saying no to this team making a bowl game? Correct. They're not making a bowl game. I told six, you guys today they're going three and nine. They're winning one wins, football game. Six wins for a bowl game, right? You need. You're yeah. You've been watching football a long time, Grant. My teams are always so much. My five teams are always. If you have incredible academic standards. Under Harbaugh, Michigan is always so north of that number. I never have to worry about if we're making a bowl game or not. Oh, so we're just gonna forget about Michigan's dreadful ten-year stretch. I didn't watch yeah, them a lot during that. I quit. Well, I quit. Grant on can't my just teams. pretend that he didn't know not that bowl games. Grant was chopping us, Evan, and you're going to allow it. He said Harbaugh. No, I was not. I was just saying it's he a fact. Harbaugh. Under Harbaugh, I haven't had to worry Harbaugh. about what the bowl cutoff is. That's just true. Evan, where are you yeah, going to say six I, or five? I have a question for Grant. Okay. Grant's a very good offensive mind. <laughs> Thank you. Um, That's. And I, I, will, I want to ask you a question. If you had a running back that was averaging seven point two carries, how many carries would you give him a game? Wait, two yards per carry. Is it yards per carry? Yards per carry. How many? How many carries would you give him in a game? I try to give him close to twenty. Evan, that's an inflated number because if a guy runs the ball six times and just he breaks a couple runs, that doesn't mean he's just going to take twenty carries and go seven point two yards per carry the whole game. I'm not saying that, but you got to do it. You got to keep feeding the hot hand until water finds its level. We got down and we started throwing the football. You're down one possession to start the second half. You don't need to throw the football. I'm not saying you need to. I'm telling you what they did. Your defense gave up six points in the second half. Defense actually didn't the play that bad. Greatest Shout goal line defense. defense in the world. I had that written down. Yes, it is. It is the best goal line defense in the country. Shout out to them for that. Um, question. Big picture. Outside of the bowl game. The season is shot, like I said, because this solidifies two Big Ten losses. At least you could be like, all right, we only have one Big Ten loss. It's in the West. Let's see what we can do in the East. Um, what changes would you guys like to see made in the next few games to, to, that will like pique your interest? Like They need to make these changes to keep me from being apathetic about this team. Nothing. You don't want There's anything n- to change? What? 
I I don't think anything cha- that is going to change will make them better. No, I'm just saying like Alex is like, oh, they're doing this now. I'll watch. Like, sure, okay. I'd love to see like a million freshmen just play and watch them play and see if they're any good. Perfect. So Alex's changes. I'm gonna play watch every freshman. game. It's gonna suck anyways. Really? I'm like going you, to watch every game. We are really? going to be in person on Saturday. You're better than I. I don't ask me, Grant. I've been I don't wanting want to, to watch it. tickets. I don't want I to watch. I know that I would be a scumbag, and I'm not that type of fan. I don't I mean, want if, to watch any of them, but I am addicted to Michigan State athletics. You're better than I. Well, I have a deeper ties. Evan? Deeper wallet to it. What, what changes? What changes? To keep you still remotely interested, like all right, yeah, I can I can tell myself this will be interesting to keep an eye on. Um, Ross Els, Jay Johnson, and Scotty Hazleton don't show up to Saturday. Who's the he's first some, guy? He's the special teams coordinator. He's the guy oh. that was screaming at other coordinators in spring practice two years ago, thinking he was better than everybody else. Okay, so coordinator changes across the board. Any any player changes? Are you fed up with a PT or anybody? I'm not going to put initials or anything out there. Um, I would like to say my thoughts on Peyton. I just know Evan's going to be mad cut about it. it. Out, Dylan. Well, I think we it's a healthy debate. I think we should at this point the season shot. So there are no right answers. Something, anything is a fair thing to say. I'm going to start point. with the fact that I think Peyton is a um, great person, great human being. I love his moxie. You know, competitive. He's got moxie. He really does. Um, but everything around him needs to be perfect for you to be successful with him at quarterback. So would I be upset if I saw a different quarterback trot out there? No, I would not be upset. Am I asking for him to be benched? No. Okay. That was the that was, nicest way I could put that possible. Yeah, that was pretty mild. I feel like people can kind of read between the lines potentially if they if they want to go more extreme Alex, if they this want. This is the same coaching staff that ran Rocky Lombardi out there after Listen, Evan, six I'm receptions not, against Iowa. I by no means <laughs> think that. started the next game. No, Kim is team. coming out there and going to be like a superstar. I'm not the somebody in our friend group that thinks that new is always better. I don't know if it's better. Evan, you do say that. So this is a tough pickle for you. It is a tough pickle, but I'm, I am the ride or die Peyton Thorne guy. <laughs> so you're riding next year too. Is that just cause he's a good looking dude? It's like he looks like a quarterback. Uh, yeah. He's a sophomore technically in his, he would be back. And yes, then absolutely you're, then. you want him back. Yes. You want him starting. Yes. Experience not, matters in college football. Not even a little Kate and Hauser couldn't tempt you? No, that that gets <laughs> something wiggling down there. But that is just the new is always better. That's just the I want to see what this kid does. When this comes we to, know as talent, at least in the high school ranks, at a elite high school program. When so this comes to fruition. Three quarterbacks. You know who recruited two of these three quarterbacks? You know who the flashy That's brand new right. car in Martin the garage Antonio recruited? Recruited two of these three quarterbacks, man. All you know who recruited the flashy Camaro that's just chilling? Uh, melted. That's Caden Hauser. It's not no Kim. It's not Peyton. It just feels so bad that Jay Johnson was his primary recruiter. I hate that. Um, if when you guys get to that inevitable point of the old wily veteran Peyton Thorne and the new hotshot, I can help you. I just went through that. I can give you all the right PR things to say so you support the old while ushering in the new era. I'm going to fully just take the new. I'm just telling you right right now. I'm going to start with the new, and I'm not going to go off of it. 
Speaking of taking something, this is my question for you, my sicko question for you guys. If you could take one player from Michigan's team to help out Michigan State the rest of the year, who would you take? Why would you ask us that? Because I I think it's interesting. I'd want to know. Who would you take off of Michigan's team to help? Who's your best corner? That's DJ Turner. None of none of it's gonna Actually, make a difference. DJ Turner. Sure. But is that what is that gonna give us? An extra one win? I'm just saying if you could do it. If you could give if you could give Michigan your worst player and take a player mm. off their team, who are you taking? It tells you where you it kind of answers the question of where you're the weakest, what you think's the weakest, and like who you like on the other team. I take that back. I'm taking your I now I watched some of the Iowa Michigan game, but there was also parts of it where I just physically couldn't watch it because I was tired of watching Iowa. That was gross to watch. Football games on. Um, I would take your transfer offense alignment from Virginia. Um, the center Olu. Yes. Yeah. There was like four or five plays where you guys were just running the ball, and he had his guy like six. I was going to say whoever Michigan's best alignment is, I would probably take that. Just because like offense is just sexier, and you just. But I'll be honest, I don't know if one no not one guy would make a difference on this football team. I, I never said that. I'm saying I was curious. Uh, I'm saying from anybody, like well, unless you got like a CJ Stroud, I'm sure we still would be pretty bad. Thirteen thirteen yeah. rankings. Oh scoring offense. Here we go. Um new offensive coordinator already found it for Michigan State. Wow, this job is so easy, bro. So easy. Who is it? Uh uh, TCU's offensive coordinator, Lincoln Riley's brother. We have more money than TCU. I like that. Just because they nuke Big 12 defenses? Alex, who do you trust play calling? You tr- you'd rather have... As I know, you're the guy. Everything that's new is better. So Alex, they're averaging 48.5 points per game. Listen, I'm all for getting better. And if that works, that works. You can't score less than twenty-one points against Maryland. You just it's can't. not as I know. I agree, and I. But I also don't think it's as simple as just getting out your checkbook and doing it. You got to get someone to move these Lansing. Got to get someone Mel likes. Mel's not going to hire somebody he doesn't know. We don't. Well, know that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. He might. That, that is a problem. That's he a actually problem. did. He did hire someone he doesn't know. He hired okay. Scotty Hazelton. All right, walk it back then. Walk it back. Oh, well, that's a, that's a damning thing. That's a bad. Um, I had a couple observational things. You guys are probably sick of it, but I guess maybe it'll be interesting for people to see that I'm realizing it more and more. Uh, Sky Hazelton not going to do him any favors w- with what you know his scheme's been because it's not great. But also, like I w- was watching back, Matthew loves ball, and the cornerback talent is is very lacking. That's the nicest way I can say it. And the linebackers are slow. I think um, a couple of the linebackers. Well, I just don't. Want, I hate saying names. I don't want to be mean to anyone, but they've they've regressed from last year. I think last year may have been a peak for some. Cal Halliday's so. playing pretty bad right now. Okay, All and right. it needs Alex. to be said. He can't Alex. tackle. He Alex misses tackle after tackle, and I couldn't. I couldn't watch it. Okay, Alex said it. Um, and then a, a certain transfer from corner from Georgia. Looks, he isn't good either. Looks really, really bad. Like several times I was like, wow, that's like he physically looks imposing, but he just plays really he plays like he's like five nine in like one forty. It's just really passive. Like watching him shed blocks, watching him try to like tackle and run people down. It's just really bad. Um, so that's a problem. And then scheme wise, I'm just wondering, 
if MSU DBs are taught by Sky Hazeltine like to not press in certain situations because there was a goal line rub route Maryland ran where all three defensive backs just started running backwards when they're on the two. Like you can't go back when you're on the two. I would love to know what they're taught in practice every day or if they're just like dumb. The wide open route that Rakeem Jarrett caught in the front pylon, they all ran back on a 45 degree angle and opened up their hips. Like you're on the two yard line. I don't care if you try to press him and he pushes you down. You have to try to get physical and blow up the pick. Like you're just making the pick happen when you just run backwards. It's crazy. It sucks. It's not fun. And then all the special team stuff, to Evan's point, that's like an. I always. Evan and I said last year Ross Ells needed to go. Um, so I will definitely double down that he should. He be needed gone. to go the first time I ever but laid eyes on him. I also, person. I also think like special teams is kind of almost like a indicative of the health of coaching in general because like usually like a head coach can place an emphasis on special teams and like like we're gonna not be terrible at this. Like when when a program has really bad special teams, it's like something's like these things we aren't put working. A right lot now of at all. starters on special teams to begin with. It's now you like, can't make kickers make kicks. Um, but I don't know what we're doing with the whole like run off, run on on our PATs thing, and just like you're getting everybody in a weird funk. I don't know what they're doing. So stupid. We're just overcomplicating everything. Yeah. Just just play some simple football. Just play. I think the formation on this field goal was absolutely the way that we lined up. I think it's asinine too. The guys are too close and too low. And also, why are we? Why did we switch kickers this week? Stone actually made one, the one he attempted two weeks ago, and then this week we decide we're going to play a different guy who comes in, hooks it, and then up oh, short leash. We're going to go back to Stone right after that kid misses. Like dear God, As we're Alex just going to run a three kicker rotation. As Alex said last week, talent scheme coaching. It's. It's all of it. It's all it's just uh it's just more evident every single week. So we like, stink. And I'm noticing the talent more. I was like, the talent oh, is not God. good on I'm noticing coaching and scheme more than anything. The talent is bad, the scheme is bad. And that just tells you how bad. bad it is. You can choose your own adventure when you watch them. You can come up with a million reasons why but it's bad. Michigan State's best football is ahead of them. Um sicko question from listener Brad. Would you take Aaron Glenn oh. as the defensive coordinator of the Spartans? <laughs> Yes, tie it all together. Yeah, I would. I know Aaron's very capable. He showed us stuff last year with the defense that was awful. So, yeah, oh, he would make his way better. NFL is a different level. Coach, he's an NFL defensive coordinator. He would make us a lot better if sicko dream Aaron gets fired so that Michigan State can hire him to put be our defensive coordinator. Yes, I could get behind that. I definitely know that he is bringing more energy. And he is ripping into these kids. He probably would become head coach and tell Mel just go coach DBs. <laughs> Aaron is kind of a scary guy. Uh, yeah, you know that you have, you went to his house yeah, actually, party. I, I I actually know Aaron kind of personally now. All right, let's talk about the old Iowa Hawkeyes, our old foe from the Big Ten Championship. This is the worst recap week of all time. Dude, Why? Just. The Michigan. I just want to get out in front of this before you get deep in your your Wolverine talk. That was a disgusting football game. Iowa makes me want to throw up anytime I see them play football. 
they are terrible and disgusting. That's it. That's all I want to say. Now you can continue. Yeah, I mean, their offense is, we know their offense is bad, but as a, as a fan, just going to that venue, I'm just talking about the venue, first of all. I want to go to Kinnick Stadium. It looks sweet, and the striped stadium in black and gold looks phenomenal on television. It looks cool. Looks so good, especially in the daytime, too. Underrated looks really good in the daytime. Their um, team made it terrible. As a statement, Michigan, we talk about programs. Michigan owns the program of Iowa until further notice after what they did to them in the Big Ten Championship. And this, if you told me a couple of years ago, I would be like, yeah, Iowa's always a tough game. Like, um, I'm going to be really nervous about it. And they typically upset us. Not anymore after the last two games. I'm curious for you guys, how did this game impact your view of Michigan, if at all? It didn't really change my view of them, honestly. I haven't, I, it looks like something drastically changed for you. So, no, nothing changed for me. I just wanted to establish what Grant said earlier in the year that he is going to appreciate wins more. And I think more fans need to understand that it's hard to win on the road playing at 11 a.m. Okay. Time zone change. I've been talked about that. Tough environment. You are still facing, I just looked at it, there is still a top 10 defense in the country. Okay, and J.J. McCarthy has only started four games. It is still a quality win no matter how bad Iowa is offensively. Defensively, they're still very good. Mm -hmm. And I think people need to wrap their head around it. It's still a quality, a very quality win. Like if they uh, played Indiana, if this was the Indiana game and they were talking about it, like, like next week, we're not going to care. There's no way that Indiana 100%. can compete. But like this is at Iowa, I still think it's a quality win. Who thinks it's not? There's a lot. Of, I'm saying there's a lot of media out there, like saying how bad Michigan looked and like, oh, they barely beat Iowa. It was they didn't one- look fantastic, but like you said, winning on the road in the Big Ten stuff. I thought I they was, looked, and and I they never they looked, were in danger of losing. They I thought they the looked pretty good. Dominated Iowa on the first drive and steady tone, saying that you we are going to be controlling the game for here on out, and we are going to have the lead. Good luck catching up to our seven points. Right, and they weren't flawless, but it was never in doubt. Ever. The first drive they were flawless. I'm saying throughout the entire game. Correct. But like, yeah, that, I, we changed the channel like it was over. I said some naughty things about that first drive. That drive was texted listener Brad. I just was like PG version. I was like, let's just copy and paste that thing for the rest of the season. That was sweet. And it was kind of good to see like more creative play calling. Like the reverse was awesome. It was like a faked a tight end pulling and then he reversed back to lead the other way. I was like, okay, so we got some innovation at least. I think they're still being vanilla with it. As Alex had said earlier in the year with Michigan State, like, you know, hide some of your play calls. Or whatnot. Yeah, I love this. Didn't hide any. That was just all of our play calls. <laughs> so hopefully, Grant, you are actually hiding. Oh, I, yeah. You know why? Because I just realized this. Someone there's a conspiracy theory brewing in the Big Ten football, and I don't know if you guys are onto it yet. In my paranoid brain, is starting to get a little worried that Big Ten noon kickoff, Big Noon kickoff, has a sick obsession with Michigan, and there's people theorizing out there that they're doing it because Urban Meyer gets to stand on the sideline and learn very intricate things about Michigan's team to then tell Ryan Day in preparation for the game in Columbus. Because it doesn't make sense why they followed them around this many weeks in a row. They're going to be at at least like six or seven of Michigan games this year. That's unheard of. How many have they been there in a row now at the current moment? Three. Three straight? And then they're going three more after this. Well, we know Ohio State will be. Penn State will be. 
Illinois. Indiana's Illinois might be at this rate. They keep winning football games. Um, Nebraska could keep it put there if there's not. Michigan a good game State is not because we've confirmed it's a night game. <laughs> oh god, they might so, put that out there. So it might be a night game on BTN. Urban Meyer is a spy. He's an international Probably spy is. right now. I think this all stems from Fox going balls to the walls, doing whatever they can to get the Michigan. Uh, Ohio State. Michigan brings viewership though. They even that UConn game is bat viewers. I'm getting there, and they did whatever they could to get the Alabama Texas game. Mm. And so, like now, they don't like get to pick each week. They get the last option, and Fox, not Fox, CBS obviously has all the SEC, but ABC and ESPN get the first pick each week now. Yeah. There's just got to be like you got there has to be a better game for that slot than Michigan, Indiana this week. So there's just something weird. I don't know why they keep chasing. They're going to Bloomington. Like they're just chasing this team around the country. They could have <laughs> put the Bucknuts and Spartans. They should have. Honestly, it has name appeal. Well, just, we're, we're a smaller spread, though. So I guess if you're going by that, then you got dang, it. Close uh, I was just going for the name appeal of two respectable programs versus one because Indiana, nobody respects dog water. Um, yeah, we know Evan doesn't. Um, I'd like to, sh- I'd like to shout out the offensive line. Just we never talk about them really. I'm just going to read their names. Just uh, that's my whole segment here. Ryan Hayes, Trevor Keegan, Olu Oluwatimi, Zach Zinter, Trent Jones. So pretty Good sweet football players. Pretty sweet. That it was actually this is the Lions thing. This was their first game this season. They've all played together as a starting five, battled through injuries to get to this point, and they it showed they did not miss a beat, and they look like one of the best offensive lines in the country. The way they Ragdolled Iowa around. Um, Dirty. Off, offensively, JJ, the scramble touchdown to Donovan Edwards is is just why he's starting. That's just a play on third and eight that looked broken, and Cade probably throws the ball away, and we kick another field goal, whereas JJ lets you make a play like that. So, I mean, as the season goes on, you start to realize more and more why he's starting. And then no he's going to argue that. Yeah. Yeah, like cause it, I mean, it was such a big storyline, and now it just almost seems like that was years ago. Like, yeah, he's clearly has Grant, to be a quarterback. Last year, like week four, the two of us said that JJ should been the starter. So was I on it that early? I, I said a long time ago that JJ was better than Cade. I was questioning it until Cade was good against Michigan State, and I know we know the secondary is not good, but in that big of a moment, it was nice to see him taking like do what he needed to do to give his team a chance to win. And I was like, all right, I can ride this kid out with the rest of the Turns season. out if Trent Dilfer suited up for a college team and played against Michigan State, he would throw for 600. Ricochet shot of Trent mean. Dilfer. <laughs> mean. I like Trent. Um, I don't. <laughs> speaks well. Defensively. Speaks well now that he's not in ESPN. I'll give you that. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Defensively, this team bumps it. I don't, I don't like giving up 14 points to Iowa. That feels bad. But they did get pressure when it mattered the most in the game. Oh, my God, um, dude. Well, they had a eighth grader playing tackle on dude, the right side. I, I, I'm not an Iowa fan. I don't care. I'm sorry, Grant, for interrupting you. No, it's fine. Continue. No, you just... I don't I, want to say anything. It's you just, just want... Like, you want Iowa to be good for the sake of college football, and you're just frustrated at their incompetence. What we really need. Kirk needs to fire his son is what he needs to do. He needs to fire his son, correct. Your biggest drive of your season as an Iowa football fan, and you drop back three times and get three sacks. They ran a fake knee, though. They ran a fake knee. That was kind of innovative. (laughs) That was the best offensive play in the first half. (laughs) Some JV shit. Um, I think 
we have the Big Ten Championship. I say the day before at noon, Indianapolis time, a movable force, unstoppable object, however that phrase goes, Iowa versus Michigan State. Bad offense, bad defense. Let's see which one is actually worse at their respective job. That could be a football game. We would score zero points. But in this, uh, no. So Michigan State, Michigan State, Michigan State's offense and Iowa's defense never take the field. It's just Iowa's offense versus Michigan State's defense. I would win easily. It's it's like the spring game. I would win like twenty. You just can get points if you get stops and punts and whatnot. We Um, might get a three and out. The very last thing before we move on to our previews for the week was I liked some of the parallels that this team showed. It's almost kind of getting creepy at a point where this season is copying and pasting last year minus an out-of-conference opponent that was somewhat a challenge in Washington, I guess, even though they beat them easily. was not competent last year. Was first Big Ten game was gross this year with Maryland. It was close, just like Rutgers was. And then you go on the road to a place you've struggled before and you won in a somewhat easy fashion and kind of a more of a slugfest. And they did the whole, they did this year's version of the jump around with some swag. They brought out pink towels from the sideline to wave them around pregame because, as we know, Iowa has a pink locker room, which I had actually never seen pictures of until this game. That, I, that locker room is a joke. I understand why teams get rattled from that. That is a disgusting, tiny locker room. So I liked that the team was like, all right, let's embrace it. Let's get some edge. Uh, so that was good to see. And I also, wrote that the white and blue road uniforms are growing on me as a combo. I don't like them. I don't want to see white and white ever again. Really? Yeah, I, I don't I, I'm not like those. the white white. Just I just oh. it reminds me it reminds me of Wilton Spate and Jake Rudock. And I think we're out of that era. I think we're that flashy. PTSD. I think we wear maize and we wear blue. I don't like the maze pants. I don't like oh, the maze pants. With guys, the, with those, the the best, those are the best roads. I like no. the maze with the, the each color of your helmet is blue different. uniforms. You have a blue helmet and white jersey and yellow pants. It just every single thing is different. Compromise maze pants, but white socks. I don't like when they wear no, maze socks. No That's maze too much. pants ever. That's just except at home. You can wear so them at home. You can wear them at home on the road. No, they look that, bad on the road with the white. They look bad with white. Makes me think of Chad Henney. That makes me think of better days. So maze pants. Why don't you on just the think of the current day and stop having all this weird PTSD about uniforms? Oh, like not you don't winning have that? or losing? No, I don't. Evan does. Anytime Michigan State wears all white. Yeah, we are they don't, three and nine in the all whites. Yeah, FYI. bury bury those. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> they won the Holiday Bowl in all whites. You know why? Because they? they're 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 cupcake no, uniforms. You got to wear gritty pants. Yes. Green, white, green. All right. You're three and nine in the old ones. <laughs> That's bad. That's disgusting. And that's what I mean, Alex thinks your final record will be. Two and three in all uniforms this year. Uniforms. When I saw those th- uniforms come out, I said, we lost. Evan, if we're losing games because of what we put on, then we Alex, have bigger issues. It's Deion Sanders. Yeah. You look good, you play good. You play good, you pay good. The whites do good, look good. We just happen to lose in them. Not good they're enough. Soft, they do not though. look good they're, enough. They're cookie. They're baby soft. Grant, they've beaten Michigan in all whites before, so. Well, they had a good quarterback then. Brian Lewerke. Rocky. Brian Lewerke beat him in all whites too. And Rocky. Bet it both better nah, than Payne Thorne right true. now. They wore, the, they wore the green helmets with Rocky. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Oh yeah, I'll wait. My bad. Um, preview time. We're gonna stick with Michigan because it's gonna be very quick. Um, if you want to go apple picking, this is the weekend to do it. This is simply the only thing I have to say is handle. I want to see them handle their business like right away, like the Iowa game. Score first, score again, 14 nothing. I want him to air it out a little bit more. I just want to see JJ hit a couple deep balls because he missed another one in the Iowa game. Got to start hitting on those at some point, and you need live game reps of that. And also, don't show too much of the playbook. This is just vanilla. Hope your your Jimmys and Joes are better than theirs, Jimmy and Joes. That's all. Don't need to do, scheme anything do you crazy. Penn State next weekend? Yeah. Yes. Evan, I am sorry to interrupt this podcast, but Matthew Stafford is getting murdered. He's been sacked four times already. The Rams offensive line is bad. I mean, he's just getting whipped around like he's in a Lions uniform. So that'll be a that'll be a big noon kickoff maze out for the big house. Ew. We'll see how the maze out looks in October. It looks good against Washington at oh, night. Oh, this is the Penn State game. Yeah. I thought you were saying the Indiana game was a no, maze exactly. out at home. I'm like, that's the worst game of all time to do that. It's probably homecoming this weekend, I'm guessing. I'm going to imagine Indiana's homecoming. Feels right. For them? They asked him. Oh, yeah. It's at Indiana. It's in. Is in Penn the, State homecoming? Or was it homecoming already happened? Oh, it already happened. Yeah, that probably did. It was Maryland. It was Maryland. Oh, homecoming for us is still like two weeks away. Next weekend. Badgers. Badgers. 4 p.m. Fox. All right. Jim Leonard gets his first one as head coach. Man, unbelievable. And if you're thinking, guys, why aren't you doing the announcers? Um, this is one of our first Monday Joel recordings. Joel Gus Johnson. Yes. But also, for your guys' notice, they don't release the announcer schedule early enough in the week, the way the website I check. So we will not have announcer guessing this week. Um, but spread-wise, it's guess. minus four. Well, Evan, we my, might have Sean McDonough this week. Before we get carried away, guys. Minus 21 no. and a half. For Michigan, uh, over under 58 and a half predictions for Michigan, over. Indiana. Is anyone taking the Hoosiers in an upset? Over no. and cover. Over and cover. Score. 48-7. So I guess is that under? No, it's over. Under still, Alex. I didn't read I didn't listen to Grant's over under. I was looking at the TV. 48-7. 52 12. Holy mackerel. That's a lot of points. Uh, 42 to 10. All right. We're on the same boat. Indiana Michigan sucks. State, Ohio State. The spread <sighs> of this game. What time is this game? Four, Four. o'clock on ABC. On ABC? Yep. Yeah. National Telly. So they, they don't do 3.30 anymore on that? I don't know. It's the game I've ever seen. That's a joke. I, um, don't, I think this is the first time ever. 25 and a half underdog 25.5 underdogs michigan state over under 62 and a half sean's doing the red river rivalry alex he's at noon he's in oklahoma he's actually in texas take that back he's in the cotton bowl sure kirk's not doing that game uh how is he gonna do game day then fly right at noon and get there in time (laughs) where's game day kansas kansas ew what kansas is better than us i'm saying ew because kansas is better than us by a lot. Okay, Grant, watch your mouth. We have never played. <laughs> no, like yeah, I would say Kansas would be seventeen point favorites. Alex, actually, I don't even think Sean is at the Texas Oklahoma game. I think Sean's. How does LSU have a noon game? Tennessee. Tennessee. Maybe we'll have Do, Joe Tessitore. 
Ew. We're going to have... We're going to have someone like that. I might listen to it with music on. I might just put on some music and mute the TV. Hey, and test I hope we have Steve Levy. Mute. <laughs> just, just don't watch Grant. Um, final I score. Whoa, whoa. I'm, I have a question. Oh. Evan, yeah, you can't just jump past everything. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you can't if you predict the upset. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any sliver of hope that MSU pulls off a stunning upset? Absolutely not. And what have I watched from Ohio State makes you think there's a flaw in their system? Um, their defense is better. and They've beat nobody. First road game of the season for them. First road game of the season. They haven't played a single tough opponent. There's going to be so many Spartan faithfuls in that stadium. There's going to be a million Buckeye fans. They did not. They did not cover versus um, one of the teams they played recently that wasn't very good. So that was, they did not outnumbered. We might be outnumbered in our. Section. Oh, we're going to be surrounded by Buckeyes and be terrible. If I see the Buckeye guy, though, I'm punching him in the face. They gave up 21 points to Toledo. Evans getting arrested for assault on Saturday. You heard it here first. Toledo's I mean, offensive coordinator is better than ours. Correct. He is, yeah, he's one of the best players. Can we put some more blame on Scotty Hazelton? Why, They're going to score 70 you, points. Why don't you guys hire Toledo's – why don't you hire Moorhead? To be he's OC? Coach. He's Akron's oh, head coach. Oh, that's what – yeah, yeah, yeah. Hire him. Jason, he's the head coach. Toledo's head coach. Akron, Alex. Akron is toilet paper. He left yes. Oregon's OC job. Got fired. To be a head coach. Oh, so great. Let's take a guy that got fired from Oregon. Twice. He got fired from he's, Penn State, too. He's better than any offensive mind you have in your building right now. Can't we just try to find someone better, though, that isn't someone that's gotten fired twice? Like an up-and-coming Ben Johnson type of person? Ben Johnson's are in the NFL. I think there's an offensive coordinator for TCU that might be pretty good. Josh Gaddis. <laughs> I would throw up if Mine, we hired Josh Gaddis. If you have a mom in the East Lansing They're area and Josh Gaddis is in town, you better not let her out the house. He's... Dan Orlovsky, offensive coordinator, Evans' dream job. Oh, my Puke. God, dude. We would be carving up teams. We would He's probably so suck. Bad. I don't so think Joe Brady has a job. He doesn't. That um, should be a call. Alex, you have a sliver of hope. I could, you raised your hand when I said. Yeah, I just wanted to tell you you're insane for asking that. No, I don't have any hope. Well, what about when I was there in the L.J. Scott uh, first play touchdown? That defense was uh, still really good. Um, yeah. This defense is uh, really Coached bad. By, coached by who, Alex? Evan, I don't give a <laughs> Mark D'Antonio anymore. <laughs> He's not here, and he wouldn't be making it any better. We'd still be losing games. Um, we would just be he, losing in a much different fashion, like 10-6. I respectfully disagree with you. That is more enjoyable than getting just blown out 33-7 to to Kirk Soraka and if, Tanner Morgan. If Mark... D'Antonio was just your defensive coordinator, you'd be a really competitive football team. Oh, who's arguing that? I'm saying if he was head coach. Oh. We'd be more competitive than you have been the last few games because yes, you would be giving we up less still points. Lo- we would still lose. We just would score no points. And Rocky'd probably be starting still. Grant, here's a sliver of hope. I'm saying a point zero zero one percent chance we win the game okay. if we do the Northwestern method. And we just te- we dare them to run. Trey Sermon had like the three hundred some yards in the Big Ten championship game. They basically just left five in the box the entire game and said run the ball. <laughs> and they just said Every- we're just covering the pass. If we do that, there's a small chance because offensive coordinators are so stubborn. Like we have to throw the ball. Evan, I think even if we put eleven guys in the secondary, we could not cover them. Oh god! Evan. If you guys played with thirteen guys on defense, would you win? No. no. 
Give me 15, and I think it's it's down to the wire still a loss. Because Grant, you think, okay, you play 13, so you add you keep one extra guy in the box just the entire time. And then you, you, just, get, you, you double probably team still the wouldn't get to the quarterback. That leads to the other three wide receivers out there. <laughs> Is Jackson Smith and Jigba healthy now? Doesn't matter. No, does I just want to know if I get to watch him in person because that would be fun to watch. I'm excited to watch a really talented football team in person. Your only sliver of hope is just if Hurricane Ian has a second wave up north, and this is just the grossest football game of all time. Yeah, we need it monsooning. We yeah, you know what happened monsooning. in that Ohio State great game, Grant? Snowy. They were there. It was like sleeting Freezing. hail, ice, gross. Couldn't and feel my toes. Scott took a reverse screen to the house on the first play. Yeah, talk about an innovative play call that Jay Johnson could never even think of. Dave Warner dialed that baby up. <laughs> his how only off, how many he did it one time we run? run we don't run running back screens nope uh because every run. time the ball's thrown a burger it goes off his brick hands we have that stupid tunnel screen still that only worked for connor hayward your running back screens oh, are Evan, replaced by it. tight end jet sweeps Evan, can you at least this brief moment i know how much you love malik Carr. can we just talk about his blocking a small he missed second. one block Gillen. you know who else missed Evan, a bunch he blocks? didn't even try to block he somebody he did so that's why he doesn't play as much as he Who's want. your favorite player on Michigan State? Who's my favorite player on Michigan State? Mine's still Peyton Thorne. Is, it Is this a real question? Yeah. Chester Kimbrough. No, oh, I'm sorry. Jay that's Murray. not. Mark Trey Mosley. I'm sorry. Oh. I like He's that guy. To him soon. Oh, oh, Kendall Brooks. He's the only player I'd like on Michigan. You're gonna the have only one more. you would take on Michigan? That's Kendall Brooks. It. On your whole team. You wouldn't take Jaden Brick, Brick Hands Reed? I'd probably take Jesus would, Christ, Alex. I would take four drops, Evan. I would take I would take both receivers and Kendall Brooks. All right, that's better like, than zero. I, at this moment, it's crazy to say. You know, I never would have said this earlier. Really. I would rather if we added Peyton Thorne and he like knew our whole playbook. I'd play JJ. Uh, yeah. I just I can't believe I'm saying that. I would not have thought that going into the year at all. How many points uh, did we give up last year? Fifty thousand. It was, 40, it was 49-0 at halftime. I watched this game at... Um, so 56? A yeah. restaurant in East Lansing with Marissa and her roommates, and it was, it was demoralizing to watch their reactions. Okay, so instead of 56, got to do the calculations. You guys were at Deer Camp, I think. Thank God. We haven't forgotten where we were, Grant. We were playing for the Big Ten, though. That was cool. As you predicted. That was, a, oh. that was for a championship. Oh, yeah. I don't know, dude. It's got to be like the same score. And Ohio State's defense has gotten better. Eh. Whatever Grant, score was last year. They have 21 in Toledo. They have the 10th best defense in the FBS at the moment. They haven't played a single team that's good. I know. Offense. You want to you want to tell yourself they're bad so when you news, play them, you can feel good about it. We're I, not good either. I don't think Michigan is beating Ohio State. I haven't seen anything to tell me that yet. I'm just saying Ohio State has not beat a single good team. Well, they're not being a good team this week either. <laughs> I um, think Michigan or Ohio, Ohio State wins 56-7. 45-10. Grant, they're averaging 48 points per game. I think Ryan Day has mercy. He did have mercy last year in the second half. He could have just kept on going. What happened to Luciano? 59-0. 
That's a that's a really that's a real low point. Have we lost Grant, a you, lot you can't yet? give us ten. Yes, there was well, fights last week. Apparently, there are two. There are tweets. There's one tweets. Guy, dude, that is a lie. There's actually, there's I think a female, female, and a couple other male accounts saying like maybe not that extreme, but there should I be. I think it's between. I'm not going to get reckless. We're, we're not a gossip podcast. I have theories of who hates who, but I'm just say not going to say. Yeah, I'll tell you guys after the show what I think is happening, but. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna beep beep beep. It's gonna suck. We stink at football, and I don't want to watch. I'm ready for AJ Hogard season. That's just so sad. That's like also what you have to say. Often, oh my god, Alex. Yeah, but we know we're gonna lose those games early on, so it's okay. Yeah, but we'll be seven and seven and seven going into January. Yeah, but like, what do you think? You're just gonna run the Big Ten? Is that what you? I'm not getting into basketball talk. It doesn't matter right now. We're yeah, we'll be in the tournament no matter what. Yes. Um, Michigan State, Ohio State, bloodbath on Saturday. Then we dive into Detroit, New England to save your weekend on Sunday. A revenge game that all of Detroit is foaming at the mouth for to beat Poncho wearing man, Evan. Where, what what needs to happen in this game? How how invested are you in this game? What are your thoughts on this game? I hate every second watching this. What? Good start. This is the first. Lines are true, at least exciting to watch. This is the first true test for Jared Goff of the season. You can't say that every time he plays Evan, a road game. The no, Eagles. No, it's not. No. But what have I said all year? You're going to do this until he plays bad, and then you're going to no, be like, yup, no, told you, he Alex, isn't good. What have I said all year? You need to, He needs to play outdoors. Oh, okay. This is Fine. his first outdoors Fine. Game. This is the last week you're getting away with this. This is no, scary. Alex, that I didn't... I, I've Jared Goff leads, leads the NFL in touchdown passes. Indoors. I'm going, if Jared keeps this up all season, I'm going to victory lap about Jared Goff hard. Alex, indoors. That'd be such a loser move if we're not a good team. Well, Grant, I can't play defense for the Lions. I still, all right, true. Well, you get the shot this weekend. Okay, what am I looking for? I'm looking for can we maintain a solid run game versus a experienced defense? Jelani Tavai starts for them. Evan, come on. He this is really like more. a revenge game that and we need to have. We don't have anybody. This left, is a though, huge revenge him. game. Can we request to have Darius Slay and Quandre Diggs play for us though? Quandre Diggs is overrated. Oh my god. They would have each have a pick six in this game and they would go over and just rub their ass on Matt Patricia. <laughs> You're awesome. Do the Eagles play the Patriots this year? Uh, god, no. I hope so. Uh the Super Bowl. No. <laughs> Alex, we play the AFC East. How can they? I don't feel good about this game because do you can any of you tell me the last time we won a road game? We won a... We should have won in oh Pittsburgh God. last year. Can you guys... If you guys get the date and the opponent, or maybe just one of we, the season. We won at the Bears with Darren Bevel. Yeah, we did. That was the last one. <laughs> yes. If we had a competent kicker, we beat the Steelers at Heinz Field last year. December 6th. Wait, Alex, we didn't have a competent kicker last year? I thought that was Ryan, this year only. Ryan Santoso tried to come in and miss four field goals in overtime against the Steelers. Guys, December 6, 2020, beat the Bears. That's the last time. Dan Campbell has not won on the road. This would be a huge huge moment for his career. Oh, my God. And we all thought that we could beat the Vikings. Oh, my God. We're so stupid. We are. But it was indoors. This is also we're Jared Goff. stupid for be- thinking we could beat the Vikings because we beat them the entire game and lost? 
well, he never won on the road, Alex. That was that, that story was sounds super familiar in our lives. <laughs> like we should have won that game. We are not wrong for thinking this team can win Alex, football we, games. We are what our record says. We, we should be three we're and one. one. We're one and three though because we're bad. Well, I'm, not I'm not quitting on this team. You guys are doomsday prepping. I'm not. Let's no, I'm not quitting. I'm just telling you, I, th- I, I think they're going to lose. I, I think they're, they're going to win. Um, there's just the, the main thing is I'm just going to look at this game. I'm like, Bill Belichick, Dan Campbell. Bill Belichick, Dan Campbell. And I know. Bill like Belichick's if, lost a step. It's actually crazy that I thought. Like, if it was Brian Hoyer, no offense to Michigan State fans that listen to the show, I would like our chances better. But I I was on – I said Billy Zappi is not bad quarterback when we did our mock drafts. Like, we watched him at Western Kentucky. It's kind of a gimmicky offense. But we know he's comfortable throwing the ball a lot. And they showed something in, in Lambeau. They played the, down to the wire, had a chance to win. Bill Belichick, Jared Goff has never won outdoors per Evan. And I'm just we've saying never, it's a test for him to play outdoors. In his life. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I like that narrative. Jared Goff has never won an outdoor he went game. To a Super Bowl. I'm sure he's won outside. Dan Campbell well, as a player. He played in L.A. and was outdoors. They played at the Coliseum. Dan Campbell as a player or coach has never won a road game. So this would be a huge moment for him. That's also not true. Dan Campbell has won a road game Dan as Campbell a head has coach. has never won a game outdoors as a head coach. Yes, he has. Not a full-time head coach. That is, you guys are just that is a full cop out coach. city. Cop As a head out coach city. of the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell's never won an outdoor game. Nope. In his life. But he's tied one. <laughs> Alex, give shit. us your prediction and why is this team going to win? This team's going to win because I believe in the direction of this organization and football team and the leadership. I believe and in that too. I just, not this what about week. the players? They're not winning. Yeah, I fully believe. <laughs> what about the talent? I what fully talent? believe that offensively, offensively, the Lions team is incredibly talented and very good on offense. Yes, and very defensively, good on oh. I watched the Patriots-Packers <laughs> game, and um, the Patriots are just going to run the ball, and they are going to run it down our throats. Yeah, and I just like our idea of winning yeah. a track meet against the Patriots with our offense against their offense because ours is better, and they have Matt Patricia calling plays. They're just going to game manage the absolute piss out of us. Me. I actually read a really fascinating article. I posted it on our Twitter account of how Bill Belichick wins games. He dominates the middle eight. I want fans to watch this for the nerds out there. The last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half. Just watch how Bill Belichick manages those minutes and just puts us in an absolute mental pretzel and then wins the game. So if I'm Dan Campbell. I'm saying we defer so we get the ball <laughs> in the second half. And no, no matter what you're doing, situation or whatever, you have to get the ball the last four minutes of the first half. That's ideal. It's whoever whoever scores the most points in that in that chunk of time usually wins the football game, which was a new revelation to me that I read. But a hundred percent of the time, whoever scores the most points wins. A hundred percent. That's why we're gonna win. Oh, I have us losing thirty-one to twenty-nine. 24-17 Patriots. 28-23 Lions. Do you really think we're only going to give up 23 points? Forward down yes. for you. 
because I really think the Patriots offense is going to waste a lot of clock and run the ball a lot, and they're not going to have as many possessions to score 50 like the but Seattle did. you can't did. waste the clock when they score in like I don't plays. think they're just going to have 60-yard touchdown runs over and over. I believe in the staff. I believe in the direction of the organization, as so mentioned, which means I think there will be changes, and we won't come out in a all-blitz 11 guys on third and 15 and let them run it right up the middle. My number one PPR running back of the week is Ramondra Stevenson. Start him. And you have him in a different league. I might play him. Start every New England pass catcher. Except for Hunter Henry, because Evan's locking him down. I will be out there. Can we talk about Jeff Okuda that gave up three um completions that were over the top, not good? Grant just wanted to talk about that. Yeah, I mean he's not gonna be a shutdown corner every single game of his life. Yeah, I'm gonna cap his ceiling. He cannot be all pro level top five player in the game. game, Alex. He didn't ben, really. Ben Van Summer and Vanatter asked me to cap his ceiling, so that is what I'm doing. He will never be all pro, is what you're saying? Top five. You well, whatever, whatever we were talking about. No, I'm not actually capping it, but Ben wanted me to mention that, so I am. I mean, yeah, he. But and the thing is, like, it's not. He doesn't look. It didn't look embarrassing. He was like an. He was, he was there. A finger, he was a fingertip away from breaking those up, and yeah, it's. I think he's gonna have to adjust more to. Uh, Bigger, big body bigger receivers, wilds. like you said, and also it's a little different when like your best player on your defense and the guy behind you, Tracy Walker, no excuses. Definitely excuses. You lost your best player on your defense, who's the safety of your team. The secondary is going to look a little bit bad in that game. Elite corners play on islands with no safety. He's not role. elite yet. No oh. one has said he's elite yet. Oh. Just making sure. You look like you want to cry every time Jeff does something bad. I get really sad. Brings me, when he does. It brings me great joy. That's so messed up, dude. I just really care about him. I want him to be good. I want him to be good too. And I like want to see him prosper and and I want you yeah, to be he wrong. Caught, he caught All so much sure. like I just hope he never reads anything on social media because people are just so mean to him. I don't like it. Well, that's same with Hutch he... now. Now I'm gonna have to start defending Hutch because people are just like calling him they're doing the Kate Cunningham bus shit. It's like he's played four games and he had three sacks in one game. He's not a bust. People are so dumb and quick to like write people off. It actually irks me. Someone, someone writes people off every single game. Who? Someone in our friend group. Oh, I thought you were saying me. I was like, I don't think I do that. I'll even give Killian a chance. I heard he fixed his jump shot. It didn't look like it, I'll be honest. And I'm a Killian supporter. Career hey. bench guy, guys. He's not a starter. Please, thank you. Thanks. No Pistons talk. That's coming in a few weeks. October 19th, I think, is the season opener. Pistons play tomorrow, Red actually. Red Wings Pre-season. season opener is... The seventh, eighth. They played this in weekend. October. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's hockey this weekend. Regular season. Regular yeah. season. Meaningful hockey games. All right. So next week, next week's show, we'll do like a, at least a five to ten minute segment on just like bold takes for the season, and then we'll actually talk about more as they get closer to making the playoffs. When last unless Michigan State beats Ohio State, then we are only talking about that for Alex, the entire show. That would be worth it out. I'm that'd be about, a bigger ups. That'd be a bigger than Appalachian State being Michigan. Be the biggest upset in college football history at this point. <laughs> so well, Butler, Youngstown State, look it up. I've seen it about four times. All right, that's episode ninety-one. <laughs> at Shot of MS everywhere on socials, Spotify, YouTube, Apple. With all that being said, cheers to episode. 91. Cheers. And to...
to Michigan being five and up. Michigan being five. Cheers to spooky season to the Apple Pumpkin Festival. Nice. Alex? No, I don't have much to say about sports that I'm going to get excited about right now. It's true, Grant. My team stink.